All right, guys. We're going to get started this morning. Great to see you again. Uh, if I haven't met you, my name is Mitchell, and I'm lead pastor here at Antioch, and just glad you guys decided to join us on Sunday. Like um, Maggie and Larry said, if you are brand new, I'd love to at least shake your hand and say thanks for coming, get to know your face and name, so stop by the Next Steps area. And uh, the last like 15 Sundays, the Next Steps time has been canceled because all of you just want to keep worshiping and praying as so the whole front is filled. But, so guess if that happens again, just, you know, shake my hand next week. Anyways, uh, but it's been an encouraging ride the last few weeks. But guys, guess what? It's May. Can you believe that? Which means like summer is like at hand. Spent all day yesterday out in the sun. Got a little tan a little bit. Squinting my eyes so you can see little white lines right here, you know, on the side. But anyways, uh, I had a water balloon fight in my house yesterday. Come on, it's, it's summer, baby. Let's go. All right. Not yet. College students, you still got a few a week of uh, finals, but it's all right. Well, hey, in light of it being May and a couple of things uh, happening, let me just remind you of um, some things. One was already uh, mentioned, but the summer in the Psalms. I'm very excited about that. Not only reading through Scripture, but um, our sermon series for the summer is going to be a whole bunch of in-house uh, people that are going to be preaching from the Psalms. So you're going to get to see lots of new faces up here, and uh, I'm excited for that. And so get ready to join us, and then when you see some fresh faces, some of them you will definitely recognize, just hoot and holler and just shout them down, all right? But for a lot of them, it's going to be their first time preaching a message on a Sunday morning, so y'all be real rowdy, all right? Real crazy, all right? Especially in the balcony, all right? And then, uh, let's see, next week is Mother's Day. Don't forget, children, <laughs> to honor your mothers, all right? So we're going to honor some moms next week. Um, and then a couple of the things that are happening um, is we, I'm going to be doing this thing that I'm calling Summer on Fire. Everybody say, Summer on Fire. Woo! That just, just gets me pumped thinking about it. But what this is, sorry, ladies, it's for men only. Uh, you can do your own summer of flowers or summer of whatever you want to do. Um, but I'm going to invite every guy in our church, um, if you're going to be here, even if you're going to be out of town and you want to zoom in to this stuff, that's an option. Uh, but pretty much it's just a little eight-week, technically about eight times that we'll gather, where it's just a discipleship intensive. We're going to be committing together to living out some of the things we see in the Word of God, some spiritual disciplines. And then we're going to be gathering on Sunday mornings before church. will be done before um, service starts. And it's going to be growing as mighty men of God. And also the reason I'm calling it Summer on Fire is because oftentimes in different seasons of our life, there's, like, there's an opportunity, but there's also like some pitfalls. And what I've seen over the years is, uh, especially this is true of college students, is, you know, you can be growing so much in God throughout the spring and the fall when you're surrounded by community, but then you kind of get, you know, just the in and out of summer, in town, then out of town, trips, all this stuff, family time, you know, you can kind of see some of that fire and passion wane. And I'm just believing for summer 2023 for that not to be the story, but for this to be a summer where the fire of God, passion for Jesus, commitment to him actually increases and actually grows. And I'm, I'm want to do, I'm going to pursue Jesus because I'm, I'm going to, I'm intending for the fire of God inside of me to keep growing and keep burning hot. And I'm going to invite some other guys, if you want to join with me, uh, to like connect together to, to see the Lord do that in us. So anyways, that's starting on June 4th. There, you can go to that website. And there's some more information, a little video that explains a little bit more. Um, but I invite all you dudes to be joining me for Summer on Fire. Sound good? All right, say it one more time. Say Summer on Fire. 
All right. I'm believing for that for everybody, regardless of if you do this. And ladies, yes, I want the fire of God to keep going in you too. All right. All right. Last but not least, uh, this Sunday is going to be the last Sunday for several of our college students that are going to be heading out of town. And so college students, wherever you are, will you please just stand up real quick? Most of you are over here, but stand up, college students. Stand on your feet. Come on. There's a few over here. Come on. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Okay. All right. Hey, y'all keep standing. Uh, There are uh, several that are working in kids today, which is so encouraging. But we're going to pray over our college students, all right? Many of them uh, will be gone for a couple months, going back to do different things, internships, camps, stuff like that. But we're going to pray for God to meet with them this summer. Is that all right, church? Okay, so if you know some of these guys, you can literally stand up and go put a hand on their shoulder. Or if there's somebody next to you, just uh, put a hand on them real quick. Or if you don't know any of these folks, just stretch your hand mainly in that direction. With a few of you, put your hand this direction. All right, we're going to pray all in one voice, just asking God to bless their summer and let it be so fruitful. All right, ready, set, go. Start praying, guys. Lord, I just ask you to touch heart. God, we are so thankful for these college students. Lord, we pray your mighty hand of blessing and favor over them. Would you go before them and behind them and all around them, whatever they're embarking on this summer. Lord, I pray that you would meet with them in a powerful way. Would this be, summer 2023, be the best summer any of them have ever had? Not just because of memorable experiences, but God, each and every one of them would go deeper in you, Jesus. It would grow in their love for you. God, that you would meet with them in significant ways. God, I pray for such a fruitful summer. God, we're so thankful for the, the life and the joy and the passion our college students bring to this church. And God, we just pray that we continue to increase over this summer. We bless them today. And I pray over everyone taking finals this week. God, give them grace. Give them wisdom. And obviously, a lot of mercy, especially if they haven't studied that much. God, pour it out. And Lord, I just pray that uh, they would experience your peace this week. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, give it up for our college students one more time. All right, guys. Yeah, that mercy prayer. That was me during finals week. Lord, have mercy on me. A, B, or C. All right. Okay, so here we go. We are wrapping up a six-part series today called By My Spirit Says the Lord. Has anybody besides me uh, been at all of these, uh, this, this whole teaching? By My Spirit, anybody? All right. All right. All right, guys. We're going to come to church consistently. Okay, I know you're in and out of town. All right, all right. Um, But this has been really, um, really encouraging to me, um, mainly because I'm just seeing the Holy Spirit do a lot. So the whole series has been about the Holy Spirit. And this uh, little one-liner is taken from Zechariah 4, a little verse that says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. And the whole premise of this is, you know, if we want to be an an effective follower of Jesus, we want to be a true disciple we want to really grow in our love for him. Like, it is actually impossible to do that in, your, in our own power, in our own strength. We just don't have enough. We need to learn how to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And as a follower of Jesus, we want to be well acquainted. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does the word of God say about him? And how do we engage with him? And so over the last several weeks, we've been talking about a lot of different things related to the Holy Spirit. And hopefully you've learned a little bit. First week, we did a little overview. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? I've been giving you guys lots of resources. We have one in particular on our website. I think it's titled, Who is the Holy Spirit? And I uh, really encourage you to look over that if you haven't yet. 
Um, week two, we talked about the power of the Holy Spirit, specifically the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome sin. And then the next week, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit not only wants to come reside inside of us upon salvation, but he also wants to come upon us in an overwhelming way, saturating us, drenching us in his presence, and then also anointing us to go be a bold witness for him. So we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then, as you th- see throughout Scripture, specifically in 1 Corinthians 12, though it's all over the book of Acts as well, it's clear that the Holy Spirit imparts gifts to us. And so we started talking about a few gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we talked about the gift of tongues, and we talked about the gift of prophecy. Those are the ones that you see most commonly coming up in the book of Acts and also retouched on in depth in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. And um, anyways, my, my, my goal for this series has been that the Lord would stir hunger in us for more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that we would see more of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. Remember the fruit of the Holy Spirit? You know, if we're doing a a six-week series on the Holy Spirit and we're not walking more in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we have missed it, okay? And so the evidence or the fruit that the Holy Spirit is at work in our life is that we're seeing more and more love, joy, peace, patience, so on and so on. But guys, I have been so encouraged. There have been so many testimonies. You guys are hungering for more of the Lord. I already hinted at this earlier, but the last several Sundays... Like, y'all didn't leave. <laughs> Some of you left, but, uh, but just after service, you know, all, like the front has been filled with a whole bunch of people wanting to worship God and pray for one another and receive from him. It's been so encouraging. Last three Sundays in a row, it's like we've got the worship team has gone until like 1 o'clock. Thank you, worship team, wherever you are. Let's give it up for the worship team one more time. And uh, people have been having experiences with God that they've never had before. Uh, just multiple people have just been weeping under the presence of the Holy Spirit. Many people have received different gifts of tongues and experiencing the intimacy with the Lord that comes with that gift. There's been many prophetic and accurate prophetic words that have been brought, brought a lot of encouragement to people. And so, guys, the Holy Spirit's falling. He's moving. And church, listen, when, when he decides sovereignly to do that, which I think he's responding to hunger, but when he decides to do that, I want to stir that really well. I think one of the main ways to steward that well is just to say thank you, God, a lot. Because we didn't, we didn't do this. We're not like pulling his leg and doing something to earn him coming. He's falling on us. And I think he's been preparing us and, and for something more. And just want to be so thankful for that. And this, this series has been different than other series we've done. You know, this series is not just like a series about information. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this has been a series about a person, the person of the Holy Spirit. And intentionally, it's supposed to be like sticking with us for longer. Because what I'm not doing is like picking a book of the Bible, exegeting the text, and doing her- hermeneutics, which half of you have no idea what I just said. But anyways, some of you do. It, it's, we're talking about a person, the Holy Spirit, an all-consuming presence. And rightfully so, I hope you don't just like remember the series, but I hope every one of us in, learn to engage with the Holy Spirit all day, every day, honestly, and that this sticks with us forever. Anybody thankful for the Holy Spirit? He's always with you. When Jesus promised, I am with you always to the end of the age, he's referring to the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Jesus that's always with us. And guys, I just long for this topic and this person, the Holy Spirit, to radically transform us and change us forever. And just really don't want this to be just a thing we look back on. Remember, you know, April, May of 2023, we had those nice moments with God. No, I want this to last, that we, like, this is the new floor, and God's going to take us further from here, where we are learning to walk with and engage with the Holy Spirit on a whole new level. That's what I'm believing for. 
And so today, to kind of close up this series, I am talking about pretty much how do we, how do we keep going? How do we see long-term fruit with this? And I'm talking about walking with the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day. Everybody say, walking with the Holy Spirit. So we're going to get pretty practical by the end of this message, and we're going to be looking a lot at Galatians chapter 5, but we're going to be talking about what does it look like to walk with the Holy Spirit on a day-to-day basis. All right, you guys ready? All right, let me pray. Let's ask the Lord to teach us, help us, and uh, speak to us this morning. And so, God, here we are. Just ask you right now that you would open up our hearts in a fresh way. Lord, any distraction, would you get it out of the way? Anything trying to distract our minds or our hearts, Lord, just ask that you would graciously remove that. And I pray, Lord, you would speak to us today. Open up your word to us. And Holy Spirit, just come and keep ministering to us, teaching us, falling on us. Do whatever you want to do. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, go to Galatians 5, um, and this will also be on the screen, but I'm going to unpack Galatians 5 for us. We're going to look at several different pieces here, and like I said, I'm going to get super, super practical with you guys today, and what I was praying uh, before service up in our little prayer room is simply this, Lord, I pray that everybody would do something with this message today, that it would actually affect your Monday. So that was my prayer. I'm just going to tell you on the front end, my prayer is not that you're just, wow, Mitchell, great sermon, and then forget it. I want you to do something with this. I always think of the book of James where he says we're not called just to be hearers of the word, but what? Doers of the word. So my hope is that we do something with this today. All right, Galatians 5. You guys there? Okay, here we go. Starting in verse 16. Obviously, the whole chapter is amazing. The whole book is amazing. The whole Bible is amazing. So uh, if you want, you can start at Genesis 1 to get some context. But we're going to start in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Man, that's funny. All right, here we go. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 17, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Once you keep that up there, we're going to read verse 25 together Um, all at the same time. Ready, go. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. All right, so I'm going to comment on a couple things. You can just stay in this passage today. Comment on a couple things. Obviously, you see the first verse, verse 16, and the last one, verse 25, talk about this concept, this idea of walking by or walking with or keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. So that's the the main focus of the day, but kind of in between there, it gives us some insight, and I want to um, I want to talk about a couple things here, so I think it'll be helpful. All right, the first one I want to comment on, verse 17, and let me read it again. 
It says, the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Let me just ask a question. Does that verse resonate with anybody else besides me? Yes? Ever felt like this battle between doing something that you know is of the flesh or sin, but then also this contradictory feeling of, no, I don't want to do that because I want to honor and please God. Anybody ever felt that before? Okay, if you're a human being, you surely have felt that before, all right? Now, what's so cool about this is I asked you that question because, one, as you know, if you ever feel that, you're not alone, okay? We are not alone. And also, I want you to know, I'm going to hit on this a little bit at the end, that this verse is also not the end of the story. There's another um, verse in particular that I think kind of has a better summary of why Paul is addressing this battle against flesh and spirit. And why don't you look at the end of verse 17, that little last phrase, to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Now, here's, here's a thought. I'm not going to say this is the main point, main intention of this verse, but here's a thought. Oftentimes, when we look at that last thing, we're like, man, why? Like, I, it, it, like, I, I feel like I'm kept from doing the things I want to do. Like, I want to do good. I want to do good, but I'm not doing good. I'm choosing sin. Just an idea is what if you could flip that? Where it's like, you know sometimes you want to do bad, but the Holy Spirit stops you from doing bad. What, what if there is another perspective? And again, it's related to my teaching uh, several weeks ago about the power of the Holy Spirit that is stronger and more powerful than the power of sin. We looked at Romans 6, 7, and 8. Yeah, that was Easter Sunday. Yeah, if you guys were here for Easter. I encourage you to go back to that because I went a little bit more in depth on this idea. But I do, I do want us to believe that the power of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit inside your life is stronger than the work of the flesh in your life. If you are a born-again believer, the Spirit of God dwells in you, I would love for us to believe that what 1 John 4, 4 says, the one who is in us is greater than the one who's in the world. That when we are tempted, it's not an even battle. It's, no, Jesus is so much stronger than every temptation to sin. And just want us to believe that because if we don't believe it, it's going to affect how we live. Now, what's so cool about this passage, and I say cool in a lighthearted way, is that if you're ever confused on if something is from the flesh or from the spirit, there's a clear list of examples that I'm going to dive into right now. Look at verse 19 through 21. All right, so here you go. Just in case you're confused, here's some things that are of the flesh. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and I love that last phrase, and things like these, <laughs> which means a million other things that have anything to do with the, the whatever, 9, 10, 15 things I just listed. Now, the reason that I, a couple things I want you to hear from this, it might be obvious, but I think it's good to note. If it says it's, a, it's something of the flesh, what it means is that it's not God's desire, not God's best. It is sin, it is evil, and we should turn away from it. Okay, that's pretty basic, yes? Okay, but there is some confusion these days on if I feel like it's good, and if I feel like it actually, I'm doing this because I love something or someone else, then maybe, no, no, no. Don't let yourself be deceived. Any of those things, sexual morality of any form, drunkenness of any form, all these things, it, it is not honoring to God. So make no compromise in your life. Don't let your friends make compromise. Let's call each other out on this in turn. Now, anybody thankful that God is so merciful and gracious when we fail? Anybody? Okay, I have failed in some of these areas 
even as a follower of Jesus. But God is merciful and he's so forgiving. But it is important for us to turn and get right back on the right track. Now, there's a couple of these things. You can list, leave that wonderful list up here. I know you're so inspired by seeing this on the screen for a long time. Uh, but, you know, there's a couple of these things that, honestly, all of us are like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and it's just, like, not acceptable. Like, even in our social norms, you know, it's like some of this stuff is like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I feel hesitant to pick out all of these because they're all horrible. But anyways, there's a couple of these that's like, yes, that's bad, you know, committing adultery, yeah, nah, wouldn't want to do that, that's pretty unacceptable, uh, all this stuff. But just in the middle verse in particular, um, verse 20, just be careful because I would encourage you to look at some of these words because there are some words in here that are actually pretty normal and acceptable even in American culture. Okay, so I'm just, uh, <laughs> like strife, enmity, divisions. Like, the, here's an example. The, the Greek word for the word strife in particular really means, like, electioneering or, like, running for office. Particularly putting yourself forward, and especially if you're also putting someone else down to put yourself forward. The Bible calls a work of the flesh and sin. But that is very normal in American culture, and it's how all politics work these days. I just don't want you to be deceived into thinking because it's normal that it's accept, like, pleasing to God. Okay, so we need, we need to hear that, and we need to check that. Where, where do I put myself forward so that, and, and then at the same time putting someone else down? Like, look at these words. Study the Greek on these words and let the Holy Spirit convict you. And then verse 21, I also want to comment on this. It says, those that, at the very end, and those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Most times when I hear this preached, I'm not, I'm not even going to try to give you, the, like, what does that mean? But most time when I hear this preached, the very first thing the preacher does is, in a sense, like, calm everybody down to make sure they know that that doesn't mean you're going to hell. I'm not going to tell you what I think it means, but I think if the first response when we see a warning in Scripture is to try to water it down, then I think we maybe have missed it. But my only point I want to say is whatever that warning means, don't water it down. It seems serious, it seems severe, and it seems like Paul has already warned them once, and he's saying it again. I warn you again, if you're practicing these things, if you're in agreeing with these things, if you're living these types of ways, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Again, whatever that means. My encouragement is let's not water it down. What's clear is that Paul wants that church to repent, to turn to reject it, to stop agreeing with it if they are, and to run the other way. Tracking with me? All right, let's keep going. Now it's going to get a little bit, a little bit lighter. Let's look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, all right? Woo! Yay! All right, all right. Heavy parts done. Fruit of the Spirit. Here we go. You can change the verse now. Okay. <laughs> all right, fruit of the Spirit. You guys ready? I, I love this just wedged in here. I love that we're finishing out with this passage because it's kind of been, it's been our, our aim from the whole series is, hey, let's, we're going to do, talk about the Holy Spirit. Let's ensure that we're living in more of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, just remember that seeing more of the, Holy, more of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life is not a striving in your own power and strength. It is not a gritting of your teeth and saying, I'm going to be more loving. I'm going to be more joyful. 
I'm going to be more whatever, gentle. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It is, comes from a continual yielding to the Holy Spirit. I like that word, yielding or submitting or surrendering to the Holy Spirit and asking him, Holy Spirit, flow through my life. Holy Spirit, work through my life. This is you. You are described these ways, Holy Spirit. So come out of me more. One of my favorite prayers when I am struggling with one of those things mainly has to do with being a dad of four kids and craziness and stress in life, and I'm tempted to operate in one of those things. One of my favorite things to do is, well, first, pass a child off to my wife. Say, I can't handle them right now. Here you go. Take, take that one and that one too. Anyways, and then I go into my room, get on my face, and one of my prayers is, God, I can't, but you can. I can't be gentle, but you can in me and through me. I can't work up in myself enough patience right now, but I know you can. The Holy Spirit, flow through me in patience. Holy Spirit, help me with gentleness. And so I want to encourage you, take that prayer, make it your own when you feel tempted to not operate in one of these things. It's just a surrendering. It's a yielding. It's not, I've become joyful enough or I've become patient enough. It is, Lord, help me. Fill me, I need you, flow through me. And oftentimes when I go do that, I, I come out, I get off the floor different and changed. And I'm operating in more whatever, the fruit of the Spirit. Is that making sense? All right. Verse 24, let's keep going. Says this, pretty sweet promise. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Woo! All right, I said sweet verse. It's not very sweet. It's like pretty graphic, actually. All right, so you have, the Bible says, and I let, this is the one that I think goes hand in hand with, which one was it? Verse 17, that battle of flesh and spirit. Here's what scripture says, and this really speaks about your identity if you are in Christ. It says this, if you belong to Jesus, here's the reality of what's happened. You have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Another way to say that is that your flesh is dead. Another way to say that, your flesh, the desire and urge for sin, actually has no power over you unless you give it power. Your flesh, the desires of sexual morality, impurity, this, that, and the other, division, strive, anger, all that stuff listed in the the verses above, they have no power over you because through what Jesus did on the cross, and through his resurrection, and by filling you with the Spirit of God, gave you and I power over those things and a death to those things. And here is uh, what I think is really helpful to do, well, well, helpful to address, is pretty much the question, okay, that's true, that's helpful, I think, but how do you, how do you live this out? And there's other um, admonitions that don't just give you a truth statement and other admonitions in Scripture that tell you to put to death your flesh. Nod your head if you've read that before. Put to death your flesh, and you're like, okay. How? (laughs) How do I do that? Um, So here's a couple ideas, though it's unclear in Scripture exactly how to do that, but here's a couple ideas to do it. One, I would do it um, in your time with Jesus every day, uh, connecting with him. But I would literally, one, just repeat the phrase in faith before the Lord. Say, God, in faith, I put to death my flesh today. Okay, there's one idea. Another idea is, you know, it's similar to what I was just saying before. It's the opposite of the flesh is the spirit. And so you're saying, Lord, Fill me with the Holy Spirit today, where I'm walking in the Spirit, not in the flesh. 
Or another way to do that is you can like declare some of those other truths I said. If Lord, I declare the flesh has no power over me today. And then get real specific. List off some of these things in Galatians 5 or whatever you know your area of temptation is. I declare in Jesus' name, lust has no power over me today. I declare in Jesus' name, jealousy and comparison has no power over me today. I declare that anger has no power over me today. You know, be really specific with whatever area you're struggling in. It's just an idea of how you can really operate in putting to death the things of the flesh. All right, you going to try that sometime this week? Awesome. Okay, let's look now, and we're going to wrap up here and look at the, la- the first and the last verse of this passage, verse 16 and verse 25, where it talks more, really clearly about walking in the Spirit. All right, so verse 16, let me read it again. It says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And verse 25, it says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Now, what I want to show you right here is a slide with a little definition of these Greek words that are used for walking or keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. Okay, they'll be on the screen. Take a picture of this if you want. Um, but the, that first, that word in Greek in verse 16 for walk is that word up there that I think is pronounced parapateo. Kind of like you're saying potato, but with a P in the middle. Parapateo. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Not that. Parapateo. All right, and it means to walk, to make one's way, to go, to live, or regulate one's life. And then verse 25, that's a harder word to pronounce if you want to pronounce it correctly. But it's stoicheo, and it means to walk orderly, to proceed in a row as the march of a soldier, to go in order or to direct one's life. So keep that up there just for a little bit. This is, this is really helpful if you're interested in learning to walk in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Because the first word is more of like, here's the direction I'm going. It's almost more of like a commitment. It's like, okay, what kind of life do I want to live? I want to live a life full of the Holy Spirit. I want to live a life embracing the Holy Spirit. I want to live a life where I am walking in step with the Holy Spirit. It's like a commitment you're saying is I'm going that way. But then that second Greek word, keeping in step with the Spirit, is more of like, how am I going to walk this way? And look what it says. It's just so interesting to me. It means like to go like you're a soldier marching in order. Isn't that interesting? So it's like you're ordering your life, disciplining your life, structuring your life in such a way that you are walking in things that are of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that interesting? And so what I, when I, a good takeaway for us is, okay, when you're thinking about embracing a life of walking by and walking with the Holy Spirit, you want to have different disciplines routines, some structure, some regulations. You want to plan ahead? What is it going to look like for me to walk by the Spirit? What I often hear sometimes is someone that says, I'm just, I'm one that walks by the Spirit. What they tend to do is throw off all structure. Like the wind is blowing east, so I'm going this way today, just following the Spirit. Or you know what? I woke up the next day, and the wind's blowing a different way, so you know what? I'm going this, oh, I'm just following the Spirit, (laughs) You know, it's, and, I, and listen, I'm not trying to get on your, um, whatever your personality type is like. Some of you are much more structured and some of you are much more spontaneous. It's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking is about is, I mean, like, what kind of life does a whole, is a life that is marked by the Holy Spirit? It is a life of the fruit of the Spirit, but also it's a life that is engaging very consistently with the Holy Spirit. Ordering your steps in such a way that you're going to plan ahead to make sure that you're not ignoring the Holy Spirit throughout your day, but you're going to engage with him throughout your day. 
And so a couple of applications, I would say, is one in your own personal disciplines or norms or things you plan for. Like how do you build into your normal schedule of the day moments to engage with God and acknowledge God? Another way to apply this is just even in like corporate gatherings like this. You know, where it's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan ahead, and I'm going to commit. I'm going to order my life to be in settings where God is worshipped, where the people of God are there, where I can be encouraged and filled up, where I can hear the word of God preached, where I can be encouraged or prayed over by somebody else, or I can pray over someone else. You know, versus what's, no, uh, what's becoming, unfortunately, more normal and a trend this, these days is like, well, if I, if I feel led by the Spirit, then I'll go to, this, I'll go to church service today. Like, I, don't, I don't really need this because it's really about me and Jesus. So I mean, if I feel led to go, I will go. And I just want you to know that's a little, it's a trap. It's a little bit of a trap where you're going to you, you plan ahead to not engage with the body of Christ, Jesus being the head of that body. It's like you're setting yourself up for just kind of being isolated, and that's just not a good practice. So I want to encourage you, if you have friends, I mean, all of you are here this Sunday, so um, way to go, guys. You're at church, all right? So I guess the wind wasn't blowing a different direction for you guys today, all right? <laughs> you woke up and just, oh, yes, Hawk's Landing. I'm going for it, you know? All right? But, you know, you have friends, or you feel like maybe some weeks you're more like what I'm describing, which is like, you know, if I feel led, you know, it's just when you're, when you're operating that way, it's just easier than we might think for the voice of the Holy Spirit and our emotions, you know, to be confused. And you want to order your life in a way where you're, the Holy Spirit has already told us that it's a good idea to commit to the body of Christ and to be consistent. He's already told us through his word. All right, is that making sense? Same with your life group, same with the discipleship group. And let's commit our ways because this is going to help us walk in the things of the Holy Spirit. All right, to close out, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys very, some really practical things and how do we walk with the Holy Spirit throughout our day. And I'm going to get, give you some specifics on what are some things we all do throughout our day. But hopefully, I would love for you guys to write this down. It'll be on the screen. But just to practice some of these things. Start today. Do it tomorrow. I believe this will really help us engage with and walk with the Holy Spirit throughout our day. The first thing I want to say this is this. In order to walk with the Spirit, we need to learn how to talk with the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. It's a little screen that has a little one-liner on there. If you want to learn to live a life walking in the Spirit or walking by the Spirit, then we also need to learn how to talk with the Spirit. What I mean by that is this ongoing dialogue with the Lord or learning to continually engage with God in conversation throughout our day. Because when you are talking to someone, you remember that they're right in front of you, right? And so when we are talking with God throughout our day, little whispers, I'm not talking like you got to go set aside, you know, 30 minutes of focused prayer, but little whispers throughout your day, Lord, hi, thank you that you're here, Lord, you know, what's on your heart right now? God, I love you. God, I need you. Lord, fill me. God, thank you for the weather today. Thank you. You know, just little whispers off and on throughout your day really can make a big, huge difference in understanding that the Holy Spirit is always with us. You know, two verses that this reminds me of what I'm, what I'm saying is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. A lot of you guys will be familiar with this, but it says, rejoice always. And then the second verse says, what? Pray without ceasing. All right. And then the last one says, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You guys familiar with that one? Look at that middle verse. Isn't that tricky? Pray without ceasing. What on earth does that mean? I got to be in that prayer room 24-7 and focused intercession? Like, no, I don't think that's what it means. I mean, get as much time as you want. But I think when I, when I think about that verse, I'm like, it's just a constant awareness that God is with you. 
You know, prayer is not just talking. It's, just, it's listening. It's just acknowledging God's there with you. When you're in your car, when you're at lunch today, right now in your seat, you know, Holy Spirit, he's right there. You know, when you're in your room, when you're going to bed, he's, just, he's there. Just acknowledging that he's with you, regardless of what you're saying to him. Don't, don't over-spiritualize it. Don't think that you've got to prove something. Just, just constant awareness that God's with you, I believe, is one way you can apply that verse of praying without ceasing. And then another verse that reminds me of Ephesians 6, 18. Oh, actually, before we do that, and that last part, in all things, give thanks in all circumstances. I've said this over the years, and I, and I mean it. I think, I think my encouragement is one of the most consistent things out of your mouth should be the phrase, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Like literally just randomly throughout your day, even if you're not like thinking of anything specific, just throwing that phrase out there often throughout your day, thank you, Lord. You can add things if you want. Thank you that you're with me right now. And thank you, Lord, for this. You know, thank you that even though something bad is happening in this certain circumstance, thank you that you're still here. You're still good. You've still forgiven me of all my sin. I'm free. I'm going to heaven one day. You know, like, it doesn't mean, it doesn't say thank God for every circumstance, because some circumstances are horrible. Yes? <laughs> all right. It just says, in all circumstances, try to find ways to thank God. And if you do that, and that's one of the most consistent phrases out of your mouth, it, it'll change your perspective on a few things. It doesn't make your life perfect, you know, and problem-free, but it's just an idea to let worship, thankfulness, and engagement with the Holy Spirit happen throughout your day. And then when, when hard things begin to happen, if you train yourself in saying stuff like that, you'll be surprised with what comes out of your mouth when something hard happens. I remember a couple years ago, some of you guys remember this, we were still at the, at the Holiday Inn, but uh, let's see, February of 2021, I was playing basketball at a pastor's retreat, and it was knockout, guys. I was shooting a free throw, and I was like, I knew I was going to miss it, and I didn't want to get tipped, if you know what that is, if you know what knockout is. Anyways, and so I just sprint forward to try to go grab it, and then I hear a pop. I thought, oh, my shoe must, must have messed up. But turns out I tore my, both my Achilles and my calf. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's a great day. And, <laughs> and I hit the ground. And uh, um, my, my buddy told me what I said first. I, I didn't cuss, <laughs> so that's great. What came out of my mouth apparently was, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Later on, he told me, he said, dude, you were like praising God down there when you just heard it. That's not what I say when I, you know, get hurt really bad. And I was like, hey, well, be convicted. Just kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> I was just thankful that, you know, I've said thank you to God a lot that when, you know, that came out of my mouth. And it wasn't thank you that I, and again, a tour. It's like, God, thank you. Like, you're going to help me through this. I hope it's not that serious. But thank you that you're strong. You know, whatever I was thinking. But, um, you know, just, just an idea to throw at you. Just make that normal in your dialogue and conversation, what comes out of your mouth, and see how that affects you know, when different things happen. Ephesians 6, 18 also reminds me of this idea of being constantly aware of God's presence. It says this, praying at all times in the Spirit. Everybody say, in the Spirit. With all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So praying in the Spirit, um, at least according, you can keep that up there for a little bit, at least according to 1 Corinthians 14, one of the inter- uh, definitions or interpretations of that is praying in tongues. I'm not going to say that that's the only application of this verse, but it is something to know that Paul, the same guy who wrote Ephesians, also wrote 1 Corinthians, and when he was talking about praying in tongues, he was saying, I pray with my spirit, and I pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will sing with my understanding. He's talking about praying in the spirit. 
And so for those of you that operate in that gift of tongues, and, and if you're confused about that gift, have questions about that gift, then I would just encourage you a couple weeks ago, I gave a whole hour-long sermon on that, and so I encourage you to go back to that. But if you do operate in that gift or want to, then I would encourage you to just do it all the time. Now, think about two things, your setting and how loud you are, all right, <laughs> okay? Because honestly, I will pray in the spirit um, in the middle of Starbucks or a coffee shop, but it's not like getting on my table and saying, la, 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 you know, no, it's not that. It's under my breath, you know, and it's just a way to engage the Lord, and I would do it for a couple seconds, and then I'll probably go back into English and say, Lord, thank you. You're here with me. Love you. Okay? So if you do use that, my encouragement is, or do have that gift, use it. Use it consistently. If you want that gift, it's just an amazing way to engage with the Lord, especially when you run out of things in your mind or in English to pray. And so I encourage you to ask God for it. Again, look back at my sermon two weeks ago on that gift, especially if you have questions. All right, here we go. Here are some things that all of us do every single day, hopefully. (laughs) Ready? There's five things. Uh, It'll be on the screen. We all wake up and go to bed, and we all, oh, oh, yeah, that's supposed to say go to sleep as well as that first one. That's all right. And then the second one is eat. We all drive or travel. Hopefully, we all shower. No? All right. And then the last one, (laughs) somebody said, no. Last one is use our phones. So leave that up there, and you can take a picture of this if you want. Just jot some notes down. I'm going to give you some ideas on these certain things that we all do almost every single day and how you can engage with the Lord um, by doing these random practical things. All right? So the first one, wake up. Let me also add go to sleep. With waking up, you know, my encouragement is as soon as you are consciously aware that you're alive again (laughs) for another day, just say good morning or say hi or say thank you to God. Just as quick as you can, before you pull out your phone, before you go do something else. Of course, if you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. But just in some way, as quick as you can, my encouragement is to acknowledge God. Good morning, Lord. Thank you for this day, Lord. Oh, God, I need you and I need coffee. You know, even that is fine. <laughs> okay. Just engage with the Lord in some way. You hear us often talk about spending daily time with Jesus, or TWJ, if I'm texting you, it means time with Jesus. Anyways, um, you would talk about that a lot because it's just so valuable to give the Lord some of the first few minutes of your day. And so I always encourage that in the morning. Um, And then during that connection with him in the morning, no matter how long it is, it's not a rigid rule. It's just like you're thanking him for the day. You're submitting the day to him. One thing I like to do over the years is, if you, if you know the great, greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. I go through the greatest commandment portion, and I, I take heart, soul, mind, and strength sometimes, and I just, like, submit that to him for the day. I say, Lord, I give you my heart. And I think about things having to do with my heart. Lord, I give you my emotions, my desires. Lord, I just give you my heart today. I give you my soul, like the deepest place of my being, my will, my motives. At the place where I make decisions, just I give you my will today. I submit my will to you. Lord, I give you my mind. I give you my thoughts today, my imaginations today, like my mind's eye, so to speak. God, I give you my, my thoughts today. Lord, I submit it to you. And my strength, God, I give you my body. I give you what I do physically. I give you anything that comes out of me externally. I give you my words. You just go through the list of anything that could possibly have to do with those things and just give it to the Lord as you start your day. It's an idea to submit to you. And also submit your schedule to him. Like, Lord, I've got this meeting. I've got this thing today. You can do that on your drive. You know, just, Lord, I give you all these things today. Put it in your hands. Now, in regards to, um, like, the word of God, like, I highly encourage you, especially towards the morning, 
even if it's just for a few seconds, though I'd encourage an in-depth study, just like get your, engage your eyes and your mind, and if you can, your mouth, with the word of God. Like read it out loud to yourself. Not even just to get something from it, but it's just so good of a discipline to engage yourself with absolute truth, authoritative word, as you start your day. And it'll help you be able to discern other voices and opinions you might be hearing throughout your day. All right, and then in regards to going to sleep or at the end of your day, um, here's a couple ideas. Just what if your last conversation every single day before you fall asleep is with the Lord? Just what if? I mentioned this before, and I'm going to start doing it again because it's the summer now, but um, I like to go out uh, in my uh, in front of my house on my driveway and lay down and just, like, look at the, sky, look at the stars and just talk to God and think about God. And just, even if I'm not talking much, I'm just looking up. And, you know, I was out there just a couple nights ago doing that, and I was just like, it was just such a great time. And I didn't, don't bring your phone. If you're going to do that, don't bring your phone out there, all right? It's like the whole purpose of getting outside. And you look up, and you're like, man, that is so amazing. How did you do that, Lord? And it's like, this is so much better than a movie. Like, this is so much better than whatever YouTube thing I could be watching. You know, like this, and, and maybe I just had watched a YouTube video. <laughs> and then I went out there. It's like, this is so much better, just thinking about you, focusing on you, looking at your creation. Just an idea to submit to you to, to do. Um, and then also, just what are some prayers you could pray before you go to bed? What are some declarations you can Declare out loud. Maybe it's just asking the Lord a question. Lord, is there anything you want to talk to me about before I go to sleep? You know, just engaging with the Lord. Those are a couple ideas for you when you wake up and go to sleep. All right, eating. Ready? All right, before you pull your phone out during lunch, especially if eating alone or during breakfast, just, just, I mean, this is so basic, but just thank God for your food. I know. I said it. It's like what you learn as a little kid, God, thank you for this food. When I was a kid in my old church, there was this prayer prayed all the time. It was like, God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for this food. Amen. All right, which is not even actually a prayer directed to God, but anyway, so I guess it's a declaration. All right, but just, just engage with him a little bit, and then my encouragement would be to just, you know, again, engage. Lord, is there anything you want to talk to me about before I watch this video, or Lord, thank you for today, or God, thank you for taste buds. Isn't that great that he gave us taste buds? Like, food and eating would be so boring if he didn't create us with taste buds. You know, it's like, man, thank you, Lord, that this is not that boring right now because this tastes great, whatever it is. All right, just some simple ways to engage with the Lord. And maybe there's a time where you're eating and you're, you don't have a meeting with somebody, you know, and all you do is just simply like, Lord, this or something is on my heart. You know, name that thing. Lord, this is on my heart right now, and you know it. You know, oftentimes we'll, we'll go to our phone, myself included, you know, just to kind of distract us from something that's going on in our heart. But, you know, just every once in a while, Lord, this is on my heart right now, this hard thing or this difficult thing. You want to, any, you want to talk to me about it? Just en- try to engage with the Lord in that way. It's a great time to worship, great time just to boldly and passionately and loudly worship God. Like, be that guy when you pull up to that red light. That music is blaring, and they're just going off. They don't care who's on the right or the left. They're just going to town. Be that person, but do it in worship, all right? <laughs> this is great. Okay, and maybe in your car, you need to turn the music off, and, you know, your drives are a time of listening to God. Maybe you need to do that. We're just talking again with God about something. Like a friend, like he's sitting there in the pastor's seat with you. Just, what would you want to talk to your friend about? Or maybe you need to turn on the audio Bible, listen to the word of God. Maybe you use your, I've heard a few people that kind of print out a little, or type, write out a little index card, put it on their little dashboards, like scripture memory time. Just one little simple verse, they put it there, and they see it, and it's a time to say that verse out loud over and over again.
an idea. All right, shower. Again, hopefully most of us shower every day. All right, now listen, guys. Listen, this one, this is, this is too easy. Okay, there's some things in life that you have to, like, really think hard about. How could this symbolically represent something from the Bible? When you're taking a shower, guys, this is, this is easy. Just talk to God about him washing over you, all right? Just, Lord, wash over me with your love. Wash over me with your spirit. Wash over me with your word. Literally, Ephesians 5 says to be washed with the water of the word, okay? Just, like, that's an easy one, at least for a few seconds, you know? Or, it may, you know, sometimes it's serious. It's like, Lord, I, I saw this today that I didn't want to see. Lord, cleanse me. Cleanse my mind from anything impure that I saw today. Or cleanse my heart from anything I wanted today that was not of you. This is a great opportunity to do that. Um, I've heard of guys that print out this resource. It's on our website. It's called Who I Am in Christ. And it's like 20-something, maybe 30 phrases um, that are scriptural, and there's a verse that goes with it, and it's who you are in Christ. It's about your identity. Like, I am accepted. I am secure. I'm significant. It has a whole bunch of one-liners. Heard of guys print that out, laminate it or whatever, tape it to their shower, and during the shower, they just declare all those uh, things. So that's a great idea, okay? Had one lady who's kind of like a spiritual mom to me back in the day. She once told me, Mitchell, there is no better thing to do in the shower than pray in tongues. I was like, Okay interesting okay now that wasn't like a doctrinal statement she just told me that and hey anytime i've prayed in the spirit during a shower i have not regretted it since that day okay and so just throwing another idea out there to you all right all right last one is every single day um i'm pretty sure all of us use our phones all right pretty accurate so here's just a couple things um because this this one in particular i really want to focus on it's like before you pull it out like just just before you scroll just it's okay to scroll it's okay to look at this it's okay it's okay but just before you do just just say something to god you know you know just every time you pull out just remember lord thank you that you're here with me maybe it's lord do i need to do this right now you know that's a good one do i do i need to do this right now it's okay to play the game. It's okay to, it's fine. Increasing is that if we're going to be tempted into some sort of sin, oftentimes it involves a phone in your hand. And it's like, guys, what if we met with God every time we touched our phone? What if we engaged with him? That would be awesome. What if we rewrite the story of what this thing is for? It's like a time to engage with God. And actually you put it down sometimes because God just wants to lead you in a different conversation. Or maybe he says, hey, open the Bible app, you know, instead. Or, you know, whatever. And again, it's okay to do some of those things, but man, what if that wasn't just like the story anymore, that when I'm choosing some sort of lustful sin or this sort of thing, that I've got a phone in my hand. Let's engage with the Lord. Let's acknowledge him as we are touching our phone. And here's a way that I want to help you specifically over the summer. And I really encourage you to do this. I'm going to do it. Some of our staff are going to do this. But um, we created, Maggie, not we, <laughs> Maggie created a little uh, graphic that um, a lot of us are going to put in our home screen or on our lock screen this summer. And Maggie made it look so cool. All right, look, it's over there. If you pull out your phone right now, if you want to, I would love you to do this. Just take a picture of that QR code, and you can download that graphic. And I would highly encourage you guys to consider saving that as your, again, home screen, lock screen, so that when you pull up your phone, you can remember, okay, what do you, I, think, I think you guys can get it, but there's shoes, and it's 525. Any guesses? What does that mean? All right, 525 says that, man, if we want to live in the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Holy Spirit. She was there for walking. All right, apparently Adidas is sponsoring us, which is amazing. 
Don't worry, all the royalties will be given, you know, to the poor. Anyway, so just, just consider doing that as a simple way to remind us, okay, Lord, I want to keep in step with your spirit right now. Especially if you're going away for the summer, I would highly encourage you to do that. We'll put that on our Instagram and uh, remind you guys of, of doing that. Um, but highly encourage you to do it. All right, band, go ahead and come on up. And then why don't you put uh, Galatians 5.25 one more time on the screen, and then we'll wrap up with some prayer. All right? So um, let's say this again together. Are you guys ready? Say yes if you're ready. All right, ready, go. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. All right, you guys want to walk with the Holy Spirit throughout your day, every day? Yes? You want to learn to engage with Him throughout your day? Yeah? Is this something you guys want? Awesome, me too. I want to fellowship with the Lord all throughout my day and engage with Him. All right, here's how we'll close out. In just a minute, I'll have some of our life group leaders come forward. And just simply, the main prayer, kind of invitation today, if you want to come receive prayer, is if you just, you just know that you'll, you want some help or you'll need some help walking with the Spirit throughout your day, engaging with God throughout your day. If you just know you'll need some help, then just come forward and receive prayer from some of our life group leaders. They'll be right up here kind of towards the front. And especially if you're going away, some of you college students, and let us just pray for you, partner with you, and just ask the Lord for grace to help you walk with him. The second thing is, you know, as we, some of you guys have been here throughout this series, and we've talked about a lot of different things. One of those things is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you're still unsure, have I ever really encountered the Holy Spirit in a powerful, tangible way where undeniably he's come upon me? Let's kind of right over here in that area to the side of the stage. Just available to pray over you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a specific gift of the Holy Spirit, whether it's tongues or something else that you want to receive. Then we're going to pray over you. And so, so what I'm saying is we want to be really charismatic. Go to that corner, okay? Because I'm going to probably be praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. If that freaks you out and offends you, then just, just go over here, all right, so you can't hear me over there. Um, but no, so, many of you have been so hungry, and, and you've seen it in the Word of God, been faithful to stay true to this, but you're like, I, if this is real, God, I want this then just come receive some prayer. A few of us will be over there praying for you. Um, that's about it. Why don't you stand to your feet? And life completers, go ahead and come on down. And why don't you come in this area right in front of the stage here. The team's going to lead us in a song and encourage you to engage the Lord. And again, just ask the Lord for grace to walk in the Spirit. There's nothing crazy about it, but just these practical ways to order your life in such a way where we're engaging with the Lord consistently. All right, so let me pray for us, and then we'll go from there. So, Lord, here we are. We just confess we need you. And I just pray over every one of us, that, Lord, you would teach us how to walk in the Holy Spirit, to walk with the Holy Spirit, to keep in step with your Spirit. Lord, help us specifically this summer, God, even as we're in and out of town or doing different things, your Spirit is always with us. Lord, teach us how to engage with you throughout the day. Help us do this, Lord love you. We need you. Come and minister to us as we respond in Jesus' name.